Finally, she's often the only woman in the room when some of the biggest decisions are being made about the future of the worldwide Catholic Church. And she's certainly the only woman with a vote. Sister Natalie Becar is Undersecretary to the Synod of Bishops, making her the most senior female in the Vatican. And she's been in Australia to discuss the Pope's plan to decentralise power in the Church. It's true that sometimes I have meetings uh, with many bishops or I visit, uh, I give presentation in a seminary with uh, young seminaries. I can be the only woman. But, you know, in our office of the Synod, I was the third woman appointed in the staff. Now we are six women among 14. And the women are already in many places in the church. They are, you know, now, like here in Australia, CEO of Caritas, president of Catholic universities, in many parishes, among those who are already on the grassroots doing a lot, you have many women. (laughs) I think, though, Sister, you have said that you often find yourself in the company of bishops and priests who've spent their entire lives, since they were 12 years old, just in the company of men. What sort of challenges does that pose? It's true for the older generation. Nowadays, you know, more and more priests, they have been going to co-ed schools, they studied at the university. So not all the priests and bishops have this experience. It's true that it can happen that some have been mainly working, collaborating with the priests and men, so they have to learn when there is a new setting with women. But it's also changing because in the world of today, you know, the younger generation, and I have been spending 30 years involved in youth ministry, in many, many countries all over the world, the younger generation, it's more natural for them to be together, men and women, in a radio vision of equality. Would more women in authority in the church have meant, frankly, less sexual abuse? Many people have observed that you know, the overwhelmingly male nature of the church contributed to the sexual abuse crisis. Would more women in authority, more women like you with your experience, have made that much less of a problem? Yes, in a way, but it's, it's really, I think, the key issue is if you let in the room the same people <laughs> in, a ver- in a kind of bubble operating, it won't be good. If you have open systems, I would say, in which you have a diversity in the room, a diversity of perspective, it's true that also women in the church, most of them, they are mothers, so they, they have another relationship to children than a priest. So yes, it's, it's really the diversity that is needed today. And we know that from in the church, but not only in the church. A lot of women listening to this are going to hear you. They're going to hear a very intelligent, very accomplished woman who has become undersecretary to the Synod, a very senior position. They're going to ask, though, is this as good as it gets for women in the church? I don't know. I would would like just to emphasize it's a sign that Pope Francis is opening more and more leadership role for women at the Vatican. But, you know, we need to continue to empower women and to open spaces for women leadership at all levels. And already many, many women are doing that. 
I know this is the question you get asked all the time, sister. I, I simply can't avoid it. Three popes now, including Pope Francis, who is comparatively liberal, they've all said the door is closed on women priests. Do you think the door is really firmly closed? Do you think that? I would say what Pope Francis is saying today, then I am not a prophet. <laughs> the door may be closed on women priests. I think technically you could become a cardinal, couldn't you? You don't have to be ordained to be a cardinal. Well, for the moment, the cardinals are ordained. But I think what Pope Francis is doing that is very interesting, I think, and that is a strong call, not only from Pope Francis, but from many, many all over the world, what we need is more women in leadership. And Pope Francis, in a way, is disconnecting ordination from leadership by this involvement and appointment of more and more women in, in leadership role because we are always better <laughs> to lead together than somebody alone. Just uh, in the past couple of days, one million people, I think, turned out for a mass with the Pope in the Democratic Republic of Congo. Not so long ago, the Pope went to Ireland once a Catholic stronghold, I think he struggled to get 100,000 people. What's the church doing in Africa that it's not doing in Europe, where the church is arguably dying? Well, you know, the church is always shaped and as it's the same church all over the world, but in very different contexts, culture. So it's true that in Congo, in a country, you know, facing a, a strong crisis, a lot of violence, really a tragedy with so many people who are suffering. The church is a strong institution that is with the people, that is doing a lot, that has a voice. In other countries with a more also democratic experience, with institutions that are rather strong, the church is among other institutions. And also it's different if you are in a country where most of the people are Catholic or if you are like in many, in Australia or in many countries, in a very secularized country. When I think though of the global south, there must be something in its message there that doesn't resonate in the west, in the north. I mean, in your home country of France, I know there's been laicite uh, for over a hundred years, but it's still culturally very Catholic, but I think mass, mass attendance is about 5%, isn't it? What's it doing wrong in the West? What we see in the West and what I can see in France is you are no longer in a kind of sociological Catholicism. You are Catholic because your parents were Catholic and you just inherit a religion and that's part of your identity. In France now, those who go to Mass, it's really a very strong personal choice. It's mainly because you have encountered Christ and to be Catholic in a society that is no longer Catholic is very different than to be Catholic in a setting where, you know, it's still part of the identity and you inherit of your Catholic identity. Find more great ABC RN stories that take you beyond the headlines on the ABC Listen app.